We know how to say Colbert Rapport because this is where the money is. She had one job, one job. She just had to say Colbert Report. You kind of feel bad for her because she's going to have to relive that and know that she messed up. Super common name, famous, awesome, funny guy, forever. Yeah, but she's still Gwen Stefani, so she can get away with probably That's a true. lot more than, than you and I can. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined by Sean O'Reilly. And today we're talking consumer goods. And in honor of the Emmys, we are going to be giving our own awards in a few categories. We're calling them the O'Reillys, I think. You wanted yeah. to call them like the consumeries or something. I didn't want to like talk myself up, but now that I think it sounds good, so we're going to call it the O'Reillys. See, the then we're like plagiarizing off Fox News or something. So, yeah. yeah. All right, what? We'll just say the award goes. The award show. All right, the fir- the award show. All right, the first one we're going to look at is outstanding lead brand in a restaurant conglomerate. And uh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is a mouthful, but this, that's okay. So the first one, the the first nominee is Olive Garden, owned by Darden Restaurants. Capital Grill, also Darden Restaurants. Ooh. Maggiano's Little Italy, which is uh, Brinker International. I know we need, like, applause here. Yay. IHOP, which is owned by Dine Equity, who also owns Applebee's. Right. All right. Now, I have a question. Once I say the winner, yeah. do all the other contestants, like, do they, do they have to smile, too, and pretend like they're happy for the winner, or how does all that work? Yeah, they probably, they probably should. should. They probably should be yeah. smiling. Okay. All right, so um, the award goes to? The award goes to the Capital Grill. They are the small, one of the smallest chains that's owned by Darden Restaurants, but they are one of the most profitable, and they're actually growing. Um, as we all know, Darden Restaurants just decided to, they have two big ones and a bunch of smaller brands. They own, like, you know, Seasons 52 and Bahama Breeze, too. Um, just sold Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. They were like, ah, oh, do we want to keep cheesy, it Cheesy, cheesy So they put all their, they, they picked a horse and they picked Olive Garden. It's still not doing as well as they would like. And the only bright spots in these reports are these tiny little brands that they own off to the side, one of which is Capital Grill, and that's, that brand's on fire. So, so. Capital Grill is small. It's also expensive. Yeah. Like, that's a different clientele than Olive Garden. For sure. So is that growth, I mean, does that scare you at all, that this is a higher price point? I, I mean, don't, you can't get out of Olive, out of Capitol Grill for less than a couple hundred bucks. No, you can't. It's a very fancy steakhouse, and you're going to drop $100 on yourself. Like, it'll be bad. Um, in Stoli Dolly's alone. Yes. I mean, there's definitely a cap, and it's never going to be as big as an Olive Garden or something, but the market's a lot bigger, too, for Olive Garden, so it is what it is. Um, but when I picked this award, I said outstanding brand, regardless of potential investment upside or something like that, and I was like, they're, they're doing it right. That concept, so. they got it going on. All right, let's move on. The next category is Outstanding Fast Casual Restaurant. This is, this is like the outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Like, this is a big one. So. I see, I see yeah. what you did here. Okay, so the first, first nominee is Chipotle Mexican Grill. Yeah. Noodles and Company. Potbelly. And Panera Bread. Oh, boy. A lot of good options. I actually just went to Panera for lunch. Did you? Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Potbelly for lunch. Then we're getting a Panera across the street here pretty soon. So, I saw that. They got the ordinance up on the wall. Yeah. Board. Anyway, okay. Uh, and the winner is... No surprise here, Chipotle Mexican Grill. <laughs> so, so why do you say no surprise? Is that because the growth has been it, it, so strong? It was kind of like Breaking Bad winning like all night last night. It was just the obvious choice they had to go with. There was no, um, their comp, I don't know how they keep having comps growth. They just every quarter just blow it out of the water. It's like, oh, stop growing. Like literally every year they get more and more people into every single one of their restaurants. It's actually amazing. But, um, but when you're talking about every single one of their restaurants, are we only talking about 
the Chipotle concept, right? Like they have, have they been very, I, I don't think they've been terribly successful getting other concepts no. off the ground. So no. at what point do we reach total Chipotle saturation? It will happen eventually. I kind of knew we were in trouble. There's the Chipotle. Um, I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. My parents now live in Cleveland, Ohio, and we were driving in between the two cities, and there was a Chipotle like at a crappy rest stop like halfway between the two seasons like okay are we like why is that there so they'll eventually get there but as things stand right now they are the best fast casual restaurant so you're absolutely right they haven't been able to grow a ton of different chains they've got that um shop house it's kind of like an asian version of chipotle mexican grill i think there's four in america right now there's not a lot so i don't know they've got something going with a pizza chain out there in denver so we'll see but yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they can get other other concepts to take off, I amazing, mean, that that would be amazing. Yeah. Shareholders would certainly love that. Love they would that. not complain. Yeah. All right. Next category: outstanding traditional brick and mortar retailer. We had to separate them from the e-commerce retailers because it's actually getting to be a big deal in the e-commerce sector. But anyway, so uh, brick oh, and mortar retailers. I, should, I guess I should say the nominees. Yeah. Okay. The nominees are Costco, Macy's, TJ Maxx, and Ross. Um, so the winner, this is kind of a toss-up because uh, between the two competitors, TJ Maxx and Ross stores, they both kind of do the same thing, but I gave it to TJ Maxx because they're awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we were talking before we started shooting, and the producer also, we had a nice short conversation about how much we love TJ Maxx. Um, and I love I love it too. We had so a long conversation last time about how much you love TJ Maxx. We've had many so, conversations yeah. about how much I love TJ Maxx. And not only do I love TJ Maxx, but I love it more than Ross. And I don't, I don't know, as, as an investor, but also as a consumer, and probably because as an investor, you because like I'm a consumer. you like the home goods, too, that TJ Maxx owns as well? Man, you can't beat home goods, man. Yeah. <laughs> you need to find just some random tchotchkes for your house. You, you got, they, Rug. they got you covered. Yeah. Rug. Lamps. A lamp. Throw pillows you didn't even know you needed, even jackets though you already your, have hundreds. For your, no, no, it'd be TJ Maxx, but I don't know. They got jackets anyway. for your dog. They maybe have some <laughs> stuff for your dog. Um, so, yeah, TJ Maxx, they... They have. How are they doing as far as like valuation goes? Because I don't actually have a good sense of how well they've been growing. Are they getting too pricey or not? I mean, what are your thoughts on getting in on TJ Maxx now? Compared, they just I, had a good earnings report, so no, they, they did, did get a good bump. No, they did. They um, just raised their fiscal year 2015 guidance. Their same store sales were up three percent in this most recent quarter compared to you know last the same quarter last year compared to 2012. Um, I would say they're probably fairly, fairly valued. Um, they just got that pop because of the increased guidance, so there's that. Um, I don't think they're ridiculously overpriced. Like uh, I don't know, there's a lot of other fast-growing retailers out there, but um, I'd say they're probably fairly valued. I think they're at like 16 times this year's estimated earnings, so it's nothing crazy. Yeah. Their returns, like long term, both them and Ross, which is actually why I felt I had to like give them a little shout out too. Their returns on invested capital are ridiculous. They're running like 30, 40% returns on equity. Every dollar that's invested in a store, they make 30 cents, 40 cents on it every year. There are not a lot of companies that can do this. Warren Buffett's favorite company, Coca-Cola, it's in the 30s, you know? So, uh, yeah, the great, great business just because they provide a lot of value to the consumers and people keep coming back, so. Yeah, and I feel like it's one of those concepts for in the brick and mortar space that can really survive because it's that it's that just I'm going to go browse, I'm going to go find a bargain right. among, you know, whereas I can't necessarily do that on Amazon. I can't right. go to Amazon and just browse until, oh my goodness, I just found these shoes and I can't believe they're 20 and bucks. And the other thing is like, you can't feel it. You the know, thrill of the hunt. There will always be a place for a TJ Maxx in this world, I imagine. So, yeah. yeah, well, for bargain hunters, like, 
me and Anne. Like you and Anne. And P- producer Anne. We love you, Anne. No. We do. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Outstanding retailer in e-commerce. Oh, man. This I think, like well, the, this is going to be another kind of Breaking Bad, I think. Yeah. Sort of, sort of picking. Well, this here, is so. the Modern Family. The other thing was Breaking Bad. Oh, this is, okay, yeah. this is going to be, all right. So the nominees are eBay, Amazon.com, Zulily, and Staples. Um, and as what's you pointed out to me, house? yeah, well, yeah, I can tell you what's up with the Staples because you told me before the show because I was so surprised. Staples is the number two e-commerce website behind Amazon, and I know this because you told me, and that's it's, amazing. Yeah, I was surprised when I read it. This was like, I don't know, probably like a year ago now when I first started here, but I was researching the top e-commerce sites in the United States, and Staples does a ton of business just online selling. Like, you, know, you realize they probably just have long-term contracts or... Every time an office, you know, dentist's office or whatever runs out of paper, oh, go to staples.com, order another ream of, yeah, I mean, that's literally what they do. In fact, at the top of their website, they have, an, like, a little sidebar thing for government contractors. Like, they do a ton of online business, and this is really the bright spot of their entire operation. Um, Staples stock is actually kind of an interesting situation. It's only, like, 10 times earnings or something right now, and it's because these this awesome business that they have in their online e-commerce is making up for the losses at their traditional brick-and-mortar stores. So it's kind of like a break-even kind of a, I don't know, situation. But I did want to give them a shout-out because their e-commerce site is awesome. But they're not going to win it. Who's going to take it home? Alas, Amazon is taking it home. Of course. It's, it's the modern it's family. It's the modern family it, it of outstanding because, retailer and yeah. e-commerce. And yeah. the reason is they're huge. They're gonna, uh, their revenues are going to top like 80 or $90 billion this year. They're enormous. And they keep growing at 20 25% a year. You compare them to a lot smaller um, competitor like an Overstock.com or something. Overstock is like five percent of the size of Amazon. It's not. It's not even growing as fast. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to knock Overstock.com. I like what they do. My wife spots stuff there. I like the CEO Pat Byrne. But Amazon just keeps growing like crazy, and that's on top of their huge size. So. All right. So let's move on to the last category then. Oh, man. Outstanding CEO of a struggling consumer goods company. I feel like we should get Matthew McConaughey to do this award. He could be like, I don't know. Yeah. Outstanding? I don't know. I can't do it. Anyway, sorry. Were you going to try to (laughs) do all right, all right, all right? All right, all right. But not. Here's the nominees. That's not even close. I'm trying. It's okay. All right. So outstanding CEO of a struggling consumer goods company. First nominee is Hubert Jolie of Best Buy, Mike Ullman of JCPenney, Edward Lampert of Sears Holdings, and Joseph Magnaca of Radio Shack. And the award goes to... Uh, Mike Ullman over at JCPenney. He, uh, he came out of retirement. He was actually retired, and he handed the reins to Ron Johnson. He tried to change up JCPenney's business model. Absolutely bombed. Like, nobody liked it. You get rid of the coupons. You got rid of the right, uh, right. private label brand. Like, all the reasons that people went to JCPenney, like just regular middle-class Joes went to JCPenney, were gone. They, they left. Um, he's literally going back to what worked, and they're slowly pulling themselves out of the hole. So, so do you see this as, like, turning a huge ship around? Is that, I mean, because it seems like, I feel like I have not seen the headline yet that says JCPenney. We're back, baby. It's um, kind of the stock actually just popped up above, um, actually, where it was like a year ago. Finally, up into the high tens or whatever. Not that that matters because we're long-term foolish investors. But um, J.P. Morgan actually came out with a report that said we think they're going to close a lot more stores. We think they can raise money. We think they're slowly turning the corner. Um, this happened early this week, so they're slowly starting to figure out one getting back to the customers and everything, but. 
they, you're probably right. They have probably got to close, I don't know, what J.P. Morgan put out was, they probably got to close like 300 stores, would be 30% of their outstanding store base. Wow. Early this year, they closed 33. It's like 2-3%. It's not you know, going to change the, change the world or anything. Right, but, right. Yeah. Well, when you think of all the malls that are closing, there's probably right. a lot of... When you see these reports, like in 10 years, 20, 30% of the malls in America are going to close and all this stuff, and it's because we're all shopping at Amazon. But <laughs> Right, and TJ Maxx. And TJ Maxx. And TJ yeah. Maxx. And after we eat some Chipotle, because we're only going to Capitol Grill for our anniversaries, right. let's face it. <laughs> um, honorable mention would be uh, Hubert Jolie over at Best Buy. That company still does make money, and they're having a little bit of a hard time, you know, Traditional electronics retailer and everything, but they're they're putting up a good fight. So yeah, their stock's yeah. done pretty well this year. Yeah, if no, I... last year they were like the best stock in the S and P five hundred. They're up like four hundred percent. Right. So, I yeah. mean, they had a, they, they had a long way to go. They were, you know, it was pretty whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to cover it for today. Unless you have any other. Nope. You got any Seth Meyersy good closing stuff? I, I don't know. Don't. I didn't prepare. I didn't do a song and dance or any sort of number. Oh, well. So I guess oh, well. we'll just end it here. Well, thanks for listening. All right. Well, for more <laughs> investing analysis, you can head over to fool.com. For Sean O'Reilly, I'm Allison Southwick. Thanks for watching.